Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The Savage Nation. Well, this is probably the last Blue Monday you're going to hear on the uh, program because I intend to take off from now until the end of the month and come back on December 31 if there is staff for the New Year's Eve show. And then, of course, in January, we go on to the Michael Savage podcast. Today's program is about the possible dangers of the COVID vaccine. Would you take it or won't you take it? Now, I know many of you don't know what to think. I know many of you trust the government implicitly. That's why you voted for Trump, because you trust the government. I wonder how many liberals will take the vaccine very willingly, as opposed to reluctantly, as opposed to not take it, as opposed to the, shall I say, I don't know how to put it, I do know how to put it, the anarcho-conservatives on the other side. I would say that the Trump supporters are not necessarily conservatives, they're anarcho Libertarian conservatives is how I would define it. Remember, I defined the phrase many years ago of um, the friends of ours who practiced the religion of peace, who were blowing things up and blowing buildings up and executing and raping people across the globe as Islamo-fascists. So the Trump supporters are not typically conservatives. They're not Republicans. There's a mixture of many things. Some of them are anarchists, by, by the way. There are anarchists who support poor Trump. There are anarcho-libertarian conservatives who support Trump. I would say that would be his movement, is anarcho-libertarian conservative. But um, we see already that Carl uh, Rove already turned. He turned the ship around. I never liked Carl Rove. I always thought he was... Uh, I, it's just that I don't have to like him or not like him. He was a bushy. And why Fox News had him on all these years is clear. He's a bright guy. He knows the Republican talking points. And there's a large audience for that. But he already came out over the weekend and said, America likes comebacks, but they don't like sore losers. So he put already the knife job. Then there was Chris Christie came out against Trump, said Trump's legal theory is an absurdity. There is no evidence. That's number, a number due. So we now have the Electoral College voting today. We know what the votes are. They will not report it. I don't know why they have to wait till January to report this. There's only, what, 500 and some odd votes, Jim? Something like that? Did I get the number right? Electoral college votes today, would you accept the results? Many of you will not. Let us agree on one thing, whichever side of the uh, election fraud issue you, you find yourself. This is a very controversial vote count election. If there was no ground, if there were no grounds whatsoever for Mr. Trump's claims of fraud, 
faulty machines, etc., this wouldn't have gotten this far. It's not made up. There are many, many grounds for fraud, and it should be played out to the end. Having said that, the die is cast, the fix is in, and it's over already. That's what I think. Now we have the vaccine to talk about. Oh, boy, what a discussion. Before we get to the vaccine, Andrew Cuomo has been accused of sexual harassment by a former aide, which is very, very, very disturbing in the sense that he was nominated, or let's say they, they floated the idea that he'd be attorney general. Could you imagine? Can you imagine Andrew Cuomo as attorney general? I just can't understand what Biden is thinking or the people behind Biden, why they would pick a man as controversial and as hated as Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo is despised west, west of the Hudson River. Cuomo is despised in New York City. Why would Biden burden himself with such a tainted individual as Andrew Cuomo when there are so many other qualified people to be the attorney general if should Biden take office, which he most likely will? I don't understand this. I don't understand who's, who's behind Biden making up such, uh, such ideas. So what about the vaccine? I was on Newsmax TV this morning on the John Bachman show. He's a great host, very, very smart, very dignified, and most importantly, he, he likes me. And that's always important. The chemistry between host and guest is very important. He actually knows my body of work. And if you missed the interview on the vaccine, I'm going to play it for you a little in a w- little while. We're also going to play for you uh, I Am the Egret, as I plant a little plant down there in the uh, estuary in San Francisco. And we'll take your calls at 855-400-7282. Let's begin with the vaccine. Should you rush to take it? Well, let's put it to you this way. You go first. You go first. Let's see the results of 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 people. And then let's analyze the realities of side effects and such. And we'll know the short-term side effects and the percentage. But we still won't know the long-term side effects of the COVID vaccine, will we? Aren't you concerned about the long-term side effects on your autoimmune system, your immune system, and the possibility of triggering an autoimmune disease? I would be. And I have food allergies myself. Now, I don't know if you remember the story, but it came out, was brushed up, swept under the rug immediately. It came out of London about a week and a half ago. England's National Health Service warned that people with a history of a significant allergic reaction to a vaccine, medicine, or food should not be given the COVID-19 vaccine developed by U.S. pharmaceutical giant Pfizer and Germany's BioNTech. The warning came after two healthcare workers who got the vaccine among the first batch of people to receive an approved vaccine against the coronavirus, suffered adverse reactions. So the National Health Service said they have advised on a precautionary basis that people with a significant history of allergic reactions do not receive the vaccination. Now, I'm one of those. I can't be the only person in America who has allergies. I mean, we're not allowed to eat peanuts on airplanes. Isn't that correct? for fear that somebody in a row, 50 rows behind us, might smell the, the peanut fumes and drop dead in the, in, the rear, in the rear aisle. There are people with real peanut allergies who can die from peanuts, by the way. That's not a joke. Okay, so there are people who have dairy allergies. There are people who have uh, fish allergies. And I would say if you react to, uh, to foods, you should get a doctor's note saying, 
um, I need a dismissal from this vaccine because of my allergies. That's number one. Important for you to know what you can do about this. I'm not just giving you news. I'm giving you some advice here. Go and get your doctor, doctor right now. If you don't want this vaccine and you have had significant allergic reactions to medicines, foods, or vaccines, get a note from your doctor now stating such and saying you should be excluded from any vaccine program. That's very important. But what about the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine in the long term? Again, all these articles came out and were swept under the rug by the powers that be, which is the medico-pharmaceutical media complex. Never forget what I'm about to tell you. Never. How many ads do you see for medication on, on the Fox News channel? How many ads do you see for drugs, medications, uh, prescription drugs on Nat Geo. How many ads do you see for medicines and sicknesses on every channel on cable and everywhere else? It's around-the-clock ads for drugs, isn't it? So one of the biggest spenders on television are pharmaceutical giants. Do you actually think that they have no influence over the editorial content of the folks who deliver you your news and entertainment they do and so I'm lucky because I've been boycotted for 25 years by the people in the uh, uh, advertising business because my politics never met uh, the right protocols of the elders of advertising the protocols of the elders of advertising has said to all the major companies do not advertise on the savage nation instead advertise on left-wing only channels well luckily because I have no ads from Pfizer or uh, drug companies, I can tell you the truth. Your doctor won't know it either. But, but don't ask your doctor for what he knows. Most of them don't know this stuff. It's like asking a doctor 20 years ago about nutrition. If you had gone to your GP 20 years ago and said, doctor, should I take vitamin C? What would he have said? Oh, come on now. Oh, that stuff doesn't work. Come on. You know, just drink orange juice. It's really good for you, but you don't need them vitamin things. That was your doctor 20 years ago. The same doctor is not trained to understand the latest science. And so I'm telling you, look into this yourself. Could mRNA COVID vaccines be dangerous in the long term? Well, let's see. A month ago in the Jerusalem Post, we had an article that was swept under the rug because the drug company stepped in and made sure you didn't see this. And it says there are unique and unknown risks to messenger RNA vaccines, including local and systemic inflammatory responses that could lead to autoimmune conditions. Well, that's certainly worrisome. That's very, very big, 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 big. This is a different vaccine than that for measles or mumps. The vaccines for measles or mumps, which I had and we all had, used a weakened virus that was unable to hurt you but can still train your immune system to fight it. This is different. Uh, An mRNA vaccine is different than traditional vaccines such as those or those for influenza. It's much different. And so an mRNA vaccine is different. It, It works in a different mechanism. And what it does is this vaccine uses a sequence of genetic RNA material produced in a lab that, when injected into your body, must invade your cells 
hijack your cells protein making machinery called ribosomes to produce the viral components that will eventually train your immune system to fight the virus it sounds complicated well the moderna mrna 1273 virus fighter is programmed to make your cells produce the coronavirus's infamous coronavirus spike protein which gives the virus its crown-like appearance corona and crown is latin for which it is named okay so this doesn't mean that the vaccine changes your genetic code it is more like a usb device that is inserted into a computer your body it does not impact the hard drive of the computer but runs a certain program again there are unique and unknown risks to messenger rna vaccines including local and systemic inflammatory responses that could lead to autoimmune conditions i'm michael savage and i agree with my monologue savage living with chronic pain is the worst it's more than a feeling of discomfort it can affect your whole life Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Well, perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments you've tried. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On developed by Omax Health. This stuff works. This non-prescription triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Now, here's the best part. This 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. Now, this discount also applies towards any product on their entire site. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code SAVAGE. That is omaxhealth.com, enter code SAVAGE to get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything on the site. You simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No grease, no messy creams, no horrible fragrances like some of those other products. This stuff is great. I'm telling you, this product is the real deal. So go to omaxhealth.com, enter code SAVAGE, and you're going to get 20% off on anything on the site. omaxhealth.com, code SAVAGE. It is the Savage Nation. So go ahead, line up for the vaccine. Put your bird feathers on. Put your bird feathers on. Be like a Purdue chicken and let them give you the uh, government vaccine. There have not been sufficient numbers of people tested short and long term as far as I am concerned. Could mRNA COVID-19 vaccines be dangerous in the long term? Oh, yes, they could, as I just described. And if you missed it, it'll be repeated later on the podcast. What about the allergic reactions that the England, England's National Health Service warned about just a week ago that was swept under the rug by the big advertisers on television shows like Fox News and others? Around-the-clock ads for drugs. Have you ever seen anything like this? Every other ad on car shows that I watch, on news shows that I watch, there's not a show I watch that I don't see ads for autoimmune diseases, diabetes, testing yourself, you name it. Okay, fine. They all are wonderful. They all have a place in our life. God bless Western medicine. Um, but my friends, 
Did you notice that you're not seeing any about any potential side effects for the Pfizer vaccine? Allergic reactions? Nothing. Or mRNA COVID-19 vaccines? Potential danger? Nothing. This has been rushed. And it's been rushed for political and economic reasons. Now, the only thing I'm going to tell you now is that you'll probably take it. Just as many of you said you refuse to be locked down, you refuse to wear a mask. You are locked down and you're wearing a mask. The fact of the matter is we're nothing but sheeple. 99% of us are sheeple. If they told us to give up our firstborn son to the state because it was good for, uh, to end racism, you'd probably do it. That's how beaten up and weak we become as a nation. Now, there's something else you have to know about this vaccine. Um, I don't know whether to mention him or not, but my attorney, Daniel Horowitz, I just mentioned him. He said, great appearance on Newsmax. He said, but my friend, the doctor, says that COVID causes ED, or at least due to circulatory impairment, limits sexual performance, but we don't know for how long. And he says, if that's if that proves true, people will kill for the vaccine regardless of side effects. <laughs> Dan has a good sense of humor. No, so if you know that the um, libido is not affected, but the performance is very much like Shakespeare's comment upon alcohol, it increases the desire but decreases the performance. If it turns out that that is true with this vaccine, you can bet your boots people will be killing to get the shot. That's all. Next case, move on. So, again, enjoy this show while you can, because I'm, I'm going to be off probably for the rest of the month and then uh, come back on the 31st. I need a, It's a long overdue rest. I need a break before uh, the podcast. It's been a long, long year, and I, I need time off. There's some tremendous breaking news. I'll probably be around. I'm not going anywhere. And um, that's it. But so today is a good show. Just enjoy it while you can. So I've given you some statements about it. We could also talk about... Trump's legal machinations. We can talk about Andrew Cuomo being appointed as attorney general. I don't know how in the world Biden would do, why in the world Biden would do a thing like that. When he is not liked west of the Hudson, he's not liked in New York City. He has a terrible track record on what he did to people in nursing homes. Why? And now he's being accused, accused now by a former aide. Why would Biden taint his administration before it even begins? Why? Maybe he wants controversy in in attorney general's office. Maybe he needs an antagonist rather than him. See, that could be the theory, is that Cuomo is so disliked that he'd be more disliked than Biden. Ah, that's the answer. Aha. See, there's wisdom in this. Savage. If you're looking for a special gift for someone this holiday season, something truly unique and personal, I've got a great idea for you. At paintyourlife.com, you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from any photo at an affordable price. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Believe me, it's great. You send any picture, yourself, your children, family, a special place, or a cherished pet, or combine photos into single or combine photos into one painting. With Paint Your Life's compilation portraits, you can bring together family members who never had the chance to meet or create a portrait of the whole family without the need for everyone to be there for a family photo. It's amazing. You get to choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. You can order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Their process is quick and easy. Your hand-painted portrait will arrive in about three weeks. 
A painting from Paint Your Life is meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. It makes the perfect holiday gift for someone you love or for yourself. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's SAVAGE to 64000. Text SAVAGE to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Text SAVAGE to 64000. Someone is suggesting with regard to the vaccine that they start with the 80 million that voted for Biden and not worry about side effects. That's not a bad idea. But what you don't understand is that Donald Trump pushed this vaccine more than anybody. So let's not be too partisan about this, right? Cuomo said he wants 75% of the population to get vaccinated. But he said 50% did not want to get vaccinated. So he said we're going to have to engage in an education campaign. Well, we know how totalitarians look at education. Yep. Well, there were re-education camps in most left-wing totalitarian nations and uh, death camps as well. So we don't know what uh, Commandant Como envisions with regard to educating the 50% of us who don't want to get vaccinated. It's probably closer to 70%. But we should start with the 80 million who voted for Biden and make them the guinea pigs. That's what I would say. But I would think that many of you are going to want it as well, ED or or not. We've got to take some calls here. They're phenomenal. Here's Bob from Los Angeles. These are one of the great calls, I think, that we're ever going to have. Bob, if this is true, tell us what you know. Bob, Bob, Bob. Michael, do you hear me? Yes, go. Okay, listen. I've been in the advertising campaign directing every single major pharmaceutical ad that you just were complaining about, <laughs> okay? Um, yep. The reason, and, and what, what, what caused me to call, and again, I have to remain anonymous because I've made a fortune. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. You do good, you do good work. But, but, all, the actors, all the actors who pretend to have RA, none of them have it, right? No, 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 listen, listen. I, I launched the Cymbalta campaign for Eli Lilly. I launched Humera. I've done everything from, uh, you name it, okay? I've done it, all right? Okay, Every but that's not why you're calling. You're calling to tell us something, right? I'm calling you for this. This is very, this is very important. Now, the re- you, you just said a very, very uh, pertinent issue, persuasive to this vaccine, and talking about re-education, okay? Now, our re-education that we have done through medical advertising is advertising, right? So you're bombarded day in and day out by Eli Lilly, by, you know, all all of them. Now, but however, as you just so brilliantly said, there has not been enough people tested. They cannot come up with the consequential ramifications of said vaccine. Let me give you an example. Well, let me interject for a moment. 
what you just said is very important. That's my main objection, is the, the very low number of individuals who have been tested. It's about 45,000 the last I tested, uh, last I investigated. And prior vaccines took years of testing before being rolled out. Isn't that correct, Bob? Yeah, but it's not even talking. We're not even talking about vaccines. Let's just talk about regular drugs, clinical trials. Okay, right. like for instance, yeah, clinical trials usually run three to four years, three to five years before a drug is approved. Three to five years. Exactly. Okay, so so this is where this is where me, you and I, as a conservative, and I need to remain on a friend of aid. Let's put it that way. Is that this? This is the deal. During every every when you look at every single advertising uh, medical advertising campaign, we have strict guidelines from the from the ad agency as, as the director. There is the way the ad copy is written is the following. We start off with the symptomatic. We go to a section that's what's called the fair balance section. That's where all the tort lawyers are sitting there hovering around saying, that's where you say all the consequences of taking set medication, which will occur, which have been found through what? Clinical trials and statistical scientific analysis. Okay. Then you go on to the happy part of the commercial, right? So if you notice, that if, if you watch tonight when you're sitting there with your, you know, in your dirty nightshirt like I do. Um, <laughs> I, come on, I don't wear a dirty nightshirt. I do not wear dirty nightshirts while watching TV. Now, you cut it out. Well, no, I, I, Michael, I've... I, 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 no, but look, even car shows, the ads for Humira, the ads for RA-related disease, and these are, not, these are not diseases to joke about. They're very serious. Humira is a wonderful drug for most people. Most of the drugs that you have written ads for are wonderful drugs, saved a lot of lives, brought a lot of comfort to people, but they've been tested, tested, tested again, right? Exactly, exactly. But here's where the next step goes. Let's follow the bouncing ball, as you say sometimes, Okay. What did what did they say? What's Quam, What's Meatball? What's what's Newsom? What Governor Mo- Meatball said he's got to educate the population who doesn't want to take it. What does that mean? Educate the population. Okay, here's what that means. Well, it means you're going to make another fortune. Well, no, I'm not going to make. It, mean, it means you're going to you're going to make the commercials to educate the 50 percent of us who are too stupid no, no, to want to be jabbed by the vaccine. No, no, no. I would never do that. I. I, I uh, many, many, uh, many, uh, many a uh, commercial that I don't agree with. Now, listen. No, hold on. This is the thing. They're getting away with murder because they're rolling this out, and they wouldn't ever. Now, this re-education campaign is probably going to come down the line after they've done a few more trials. They're going to be able to say and minimize. Get it? Okay. Remember. When COVID came out, all they did was trying to link morbidity to COVID. Some, uh, some guy has stage 5 cancer, he's dying of colon cancer. Oh, shit, let's swab him. Boom, he's got colon cancer. He's out of- I understand they were moving patients around in hospitals, uh, assigning them to COVID because the reimbursements were much higher than for other deaths. I know all about it. Trust, uh, listen. Okay, I know all about it. I wrote about it in my book, The Virus Profiteers. Are you kidding? I I, I listen to you every day. We're we're sabbatical. What I'm saying to you is this, is that what they do, notice what they're doing now. Oh, that, those two people, those two um, uh, workers, uh, uh, those two people in London that took it, that had that, yeah. The adverse reaction that almost died and had to be, you know, resuscitated. 
see they're dying to throw them, they're dying to intubate them. Because once they intubate them, they can kill them. Get it? So what I'm saying is, is that it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do is they're going to lower and lower and lower. Make it like, oh, so, so they're, they're, this, there will be an ad campaign. I get marked by words. Of course there will. There, wait, stop. Please stop, really? Bob. There already is an ad campaign. The chief uh, pitchman is Anthony Fauci. There are numerous pitchmen for the COVID vaccines, including, uh, sorry, including the president of the United States, who's 100% for it, by the way. That, that, was, that was stupid. That was, I completely, that's where he got screwed. That's where he screwed himself. Do you remember when he came on my show shortly after he had COVID? I, did you hear Donald Trump on my show right after he was sick? It was a beautiful interview. It was very warm. It was, it was emotional. He said, I miss you, Michael. And then he said, I heard what you said about the vaccines. I, I pre... Before he came on, I was talking against the vaccines, and he heard that, okay? And he's 100% for the vaccines. The whole thing is a rush job. It's very political, Bob. And you and I both know if you're going to give a vaccine that's not been fully tested, you give it to at-risk communities first. You don't give it to a general population. I think we, we can agree on that, correct? Did you, say that you, did you say you're a member? Can you say of the Friend of Abe group? Is that where I know you from? Listen... Can I tell you something? I sent you a, I'm a landscape photographer. I sent your son a photograph. It's called, it's, it's, did you ever get that? Nope. Okay. I sent to your son's office. I, I'm not going to disclose anymore, but I, I'm a landscape photographer as well. And I sent you a, 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 a beautiful big 30 by 40 inch photograph. You should ask your wife about it because I did. Where'd you send it? Which address? The, the one at, wait, don't don't give out an address in in Nevada. Which address did you send it to? I'm not gonna know. It's in Marin, right down right down from there. All right, I'm, I'm gonna ask my assistant. It could be sitting there, and I don't even know it. Okay, so we know each other, but Bob, you direct major TV pharmaceutical ads. Just to summarize, um, you're you're uh, on my political wavelength, and you're saying the vaccine makers are not following the rules that you generally follow for other for other drugs right other pharmaceuticals correct wait, wait. michael no no i have to move on bob oh bobby boy i have to move on okay. hey bob what are you gonna what are you gonna do when i'm the, now you're listening to me on the stream i have to do a little question and answer thing here you're listening to me on the stream right yes of course i can't live without you michael I'm so what what are you gonna do when i'm no longer on radio though how are you gonna find me I'm gonna find you on the podcast. What am I? Reading? Okay. Well, you're a smart guy, but Columbia. but all the all the fat guys with ED, they're not gonna be able to even find me. All right. Well, listen, listen. It's a shame. Okay. It's a shame they're asking you. You know what? You and I were at this. Let me tell you something. You and I were. You and I got. You know what? By the exact same big agency that has three letters in Hollywood, because I was outed at that same agency that you were at. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what? Really? The ones who took me on for one night and then fired me? The biggest agency in Hollywood? The biggest talent agency in Hollywood? I was there. Yes. They, took me to, they took me to the worst Chinese restaurant in America as a celebration. Uh, Mr. Chow's, the worst Chinese food I ever ate in my life. Why did they all go there? Crap. You might as well go down there. Garbage. It's like sugar food from Queens. It's, is, that what, is that what the Hollywood schmucks think is Chinese food? You know what? I, I listen. I, I'm, you know the I, night the night I signed with that big talent agency. The one night I had a representative in Hollywood, 
So they said, oh, we're taking it to this uh, agent, taking it to the Mr. Chow's. I I'd heard about it. I'd never been there. I usually find a hole in the wall somewhere in the valley. That's my idea of a Chinese restaurant. I couldn't believe it was all sugar food. It was dreck. But do you know who was in there that night? Every power player in Hollywood was in there that night, including the head of Disney. The biggest heavyweight people in the world were in that restaurant. How do restaurants become? Well, they used to. Today, there's with COVID, the restaurants. Are, what do you do now for your Chinese food fix in L.A.? Not in L.A. You have to marry a spy, in other words, to get a good meal. All right, Bob, I think we've exhausted this balloon. Thanks for calling. I'll be right back. Savage. All right, so today's program is not really my swan song program, but it's an important program for me because it's about the relative safety or risks of the vaccine because all of the questions that have been raised, all of the studies that have come out, that have shown allergic reactions or concerns about long-term effects to our autoimmune, uh, our immune systems, uh, have been swept under the rug and buried because of the tremendous power of the drug manufacturers who advertise very heavily on television, uh, very little on radio, mainly on television and in, uh, such. So I think it's important for you to make a, a, uh, an educated opinion. Now, if you want to evaluate the relative risk of the vaccine versus the risk of the virus getting the virus. That's certainly something to look at. So if you want to test in your own, if you want to evaluate rather in your own mind, uh, the relative safety or efficacy of the vaccine, it's very hard to know because the number of people tested has been very low. But what about the risk of dying from COVID? We know what the mortality rates are. They're very low. They're very, very low. So most people who uh, contract this virus survive it. And it doesn't mean that you survive it well. It doesn't mean that there aren't long-term side effects. There are. But the question is, what would you rather have? I mean, the side effects of the vaccine or the side effects of COVID? And, And I would say that's the wrong question. The right question is, why are they giving it to the general population with such a small test sample when they should be administering this emergency vaccine to very high-risk communities which have a high mortality rate? In other words, the generalized mortality rate, the last I checked, was about 1.5%, and that includes every age group, every population of underlying conditions, etc., but what is the mortality rate amongst immigrant in, in immigrant communities? Because that's a cluster. One of the largest clusters of the, the largest clusters of this disease is found in immigrant communities. It's not a hidden secret. The liberal media is twisting that to say that they're in, inordinately affected by COVID as though somehow we're giving it to them. Somehow the white man went around looking to infect the immigrant communities with COVID. That's the implication of the vermin in the media. That's not the reason these poor people are contracting the disease at a higher incidence. The reason is, is because immigrant communities have always had a higher incidence of infection during epidemics because of poorer hygiene and crowded living conditions than the general population. So you're supposed to be punished for living in a suburb and taking care of yourself and being clean. You're supposed to be, feel guilty that you wash your hands more than someone else does and be guilty that you live 
in an uncrowded situation? Not me, if you don't mind. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. What's his goal? If his goal is to lay the predicate to come back in 2024 and run again, uh, he's helping himself at least gain the nomination. But I think in the long run, he's not helping himself or the country. Uh, America likes comebacks, but they don't like sore losers. And he is on the edge of looking like a sore loser and probably will look like it after January 6th. Uh, That's Karl Rove taking uh, his uh, messenger RNA from um, from the bosses. (laughs) You talk about messenger RNA. That was Karl Rove who, come on, Karl Rove has always been an establishmentarian. Fine. George Bush, Bushy. Okay, wonderful. I was never a real fan of Karl Rove. I never thought he was that exciting or intellectually appealing or interesting. But he gave the establishment viewpoint. So he just gave you the establishment viewpoint that uh, Trump is a sore loser. And then... Adding to that is the other uh, gentleman named Chris Christie, who I don't know why he's pissed at Trump, maybe because he got COVID from him or I know. Look, let's be clear. These are politicians. Rove is a politician. He was told by his bosses at Fox to basically say it's over and, and and to tell Trump supporters basically he's a sore loser. Put that message out. Now, Chris Christie says that Trump's legal theory is an absurdity. Let's listen to that for a minute before I tell you why he's saying that. Well, listen, the the legal theory put forward by his legal team and by the president um, is an absurdity. And the reason why the Supreme Court didn't take it is because it's an absurd idea to think that any state or any number of states, no matter how good they are, um, can challenge another state's uh, right to run the election as they see fit. And also, there's no evidence, as, we've, as I've been saying since election night, um, show us the evidence. Okay, so what are you going to do? These are, these are not stupid men. But Chris Christie, who was very close to President Trump, realizes that no matter what Mr. Trump and his uh, friends may do, he's not going to get elected this time. He's going to fight it as he should. He's going to push it to the wall as he will. That's the way he is for whatever the reasons are, but he's not going to overturn this election. We know that it was rigged. We know that the machines were questionable. We know there were fraudulent elements in many elections. We know all of this. Everybody knows this. But were they sufficient to rise to the likelihood that Biden really didn't win. As much as I'd like to say yes, the answer is I think no. And so why is Chris Christie coming out so vocally and saying Trump's legal theory is an absurdity? Because he has to look ahead to his own career. He has to look at his own survival. He has to look out for number one. And he realizes that 
he needs to be credible in the America that is emerging after the inauguration. And that America has moved to the left. As I, as I said to you last week, I did a very interesting show from my point of view. It was a podcast entitled, Has America Moved to the Left? Incidentally, speaking of podcasts, I've I got to do this for a minute. I, I've got to look at the dashboard. The titles of them are overwhelmingly brilliant. You know that each podcast is like a little, a little movie. What I have to do for each one of them is title them, whatever. All that stuff you have to do. So I, I've given you titles for all of these podcasts. I can't download it right now, no matter what I do. You know, this is a very a megaphone, this, sign in, don't sign in. But I have all these titles to my podcasts. And one of them was last week or the week before, Has America Moved to the Left? And I don't have it in front of me. For some reason, I can't download it off the Megaphone app. That's the great company that is basically my, my home for my podcast. Robert, can you see why I can't get it down? Okay, so in the America that has moved to the left, Chris Christie needs a place for himself. And that place would require a modicum of credibility for both sides of the aisle. That's where people are moving. That, is, that explains for you why certain websites moved to the left three, four, five months ago, and you hated them for doing it. Remember what was going on? Remember you asked about Drudge, why did Drudge move to the left? Why did this one move to the left? Why did that one move to the left? You've asked these questions. Nobody really understood it. What you have to understand is that all of these entities are businesses. They all are businesses. And smart business leaders make decisions for their companies looking ahead. And some of them saw which way America was, if you want to use a current phrase, trending. Which way was it going? It was moving to the left. Does it mean that the right wing has disappeared? No, it's probably more hardened than it's ever been. The right wing in this country is more militant and more hardened than it's ever been in my lifetime, which is a good thing, because we are the only thing between what the left wants to bring, which is total and absolute chaos. Take a look at Portland. That's what they like to bring to America in general. So we'll talk about this later on in my podcast in January. Biden and his team, except for Kamala Harris, and even she I'm not so sure about, they come from the centrist portion of the Democrat Party, to the left of center, let's put it that way. Biden has always been a corrupt left-winger, but not a radical left-winger on the order of the communist occasional cortex. Biden is a go-along, get-along kind of grifter. That's who's going to be running the country. Now, the, the real test here is who he appoints as Treasury Secretary. My guess, it's another Goldman Sachser. Not that there's anything wrong with GS, it's a great... It's a great uh, corporation. They know what they're doing. I mean, they're smart enough to get a treasury secretary in there, one administration after the other. Could you manage this economy? I couldn't. Do you know anybody who could become treasury secretary and actually do a better job than most of these investment bankers who have been running the country's economies have been doing? I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do it. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. We know that our currency is devalued. We know that the printing of money has been embarrassing over the last number of months. It's like Ludwig, King Ludwig II of Bavaria. By what I've seen, it's a nightmare what's coming. But I'd rather go back to the vaccine story. If you missed any of this, I have given to you information on uh, potential allergic reactions. I have given you some ideas about the uh, mRNA-1273 vaccine and what it might do to your immune system. And the fact that we have insufficient clinical trials, 
and things of that nature, and I would be very, very cautious. And so if you want to talk about these topics, that is fine. There's uh, insufficient safety guarantees thus far. I'm all for vaccines when they've been tested and tested and tested again. But such a quick fix vaccine that has been developed against COVID-19 worries me deeply. I've always been a, a pharmaceutical skeptic. Let's put, let me put it to you that way. Okay, let, let's start with where I come from. Okay, just so a personal point of view. I've always been an alternative medicine kind of personality. Homeopathy, herbal medicine, vitamin therapy. I've practiced it for 40-odd years. So you say, well, what's the big deal? Well, you know, I've reached a certain age. I've had one incident of a heart attack a year ago. Thank God I'm still walking, but my genetic inheritance on that level indicated I probably would have died in my 40s had I not followed my own advice. I'll be very honest with you. In my opinion, had I not followed or practiced what I preached, I would have been dead in my 40s or 50s. So I've always watched every morsel that came and put in my mouth. I've been a mega vitamin doser for at least 40 years. While most people have a medicine cabinet, I have a vitamin ca- I have a vitamin cabinet in my house. And so do my children. So I've learned which vitamins, which nutrients to take, and I increase them when needed. Okay, so we've all learned this over time. And I've been very skeptical and very resistant of using pharmaceutical drugs except when needed. They can be life-saving. Vaccines are life-saving. I did vaccinate my children or have them vaccinated. I didn't give them the needle when they were young. Uh, it wasn't a pleasant experience for them, and I don't want to go into personal details. I'm very skeptical of vaccines in general, but this one in particular, because it hasn't been tested sufficient for a massive rollout. And as I said in the last hour, I guess I'll have to repeat it again. We should be giving the vaccine first to the at-risk communities, not to the general population. But the very same cowardly politicians who refused to do selective quarantines in these high-risk communities are refusing again to vaccinate the high-risk communities. Now, they're starting with nurses. They're a high-risk community. Good. Nurses, doctors. But the next community should be illegal immigrants, number one. And by the way, we never talk about this embarrassing fact about our emergency rooms and our ICUs being overwhelmed. Can we do a little data analysis of who's in those emergency rooms who's in the ICUs, what is their immigration status? Oh, we can't ask, I see. I'm sorry to tell you, on an anecdotal level, I will tell you that I believe, and it's anecdotal only at this time, the largest percentage of ICU use is by illegal aliens, incidentally. You say, whoa, wow, that's terrible. Well, it's really terrible considering the whole country now has to suffer as a result. The phone number is 855-400-7282. If you want to talk about the vaccine or about uh, Karl Rove saying that Donald Trump is a sore loser, I'll take your calls the minute I return on the Savage Nation. Savage. All right, so the main topic today is uh, are vaccines 100% safe? It's, a, it's an illogical question because none of them are, but this one in particular is very worrisome at this time because of too small a sample of people tested, that's A, and the side effects that have been uh, reported in England and other places, B, 
Then we're talking about Karl Rove and Chris Christie saying Trump is finished. One saying uh, Trump is a sore loser. The other saying Trump's legal theory is an absurdity uh, and things of that nature. So uh, I would like to talk about those topics. And then at the bottom of the hour, when we come back from that break, we'll play the T- the Newsmax TV interview I did this morning in case you missed it. It's also on michaelsavage.com, and it will be in my podcast this afternoon or this evening when it goes up. Let's go to Boston. Steve, let's make it short if we can. Steve, what's on your mind? Go ahead, please. Hello, Michael. I'm sitting here wearing my Savage hat, which puts me in a savage state of mind. Good, good. You're one of the few few who have that tinfoil hat. I wear that hat proudly. So let's, let's tie this all together so all your listeners understand what's happening. I'm not taking that shot. Maybe in a year I will. Yes, there's election fraud. But let, let's, let's tie this all together. It's not so much about the vaccine. It's about the freedom. Freedom to choose whether I want it or I don't want it. You're right. Freedom to choose. Didn't the, didn't the radical feminists teach us our body, our lives when it came to abortion? I'm t- where are all the radical feminists now screaming our body, our lives? What, are they lining up for the shot? Listen, I'm not for abortion. I'm not against it. It's all about choice. But what's, what's the real issue? That, what's the elephant in the room? What's the big elephant in the room that we all should be talking about? And let me tell you what it is. It's always been, it always has been the Constitution, and it's always been, and always been the Second Amendment. And they all want to take our guns away. So they can come to our house and force us to. Do- I hundred percent agree with you. And they found out with the mask wearing, they could take your guns, and you'll gladly give them up. I will tell you that the left wing politicians, like Feinstein, if she's still you know with us mentally, but that ilk that's been a gun grabbing ilk for a long time has learned very very simply and quickly they can do whatever they want with us. You, Michael, you're an Aries. You're the most powerful sign of the horoscope. Are you aware of that? Well, I don't know about the most powerful. I'm just born in March. March, 30, March 31st doesn't make me special, does it? It is the number one most powerful sign of the horoscope. I'm number two. I'm Capricorn. That's why we would get along. But the issue is this. Approximately <laughs> seven months ago, you called for gun control, and I don't understand why you did that. No, I did not. I said that assault weapons are not necessary for the average person. I have since modified that viewpoint. I have seen what's going on in this country with the left, and I would say we all need an assault weapon after seeing what the vermin in Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa are doing. I think we all need two assault weapons in our house, and I think we need large clips of ammunition. I can tell you the proudest moment I ever saw was when the government tried to drive the ranchers off their land, and their neighbors came to their rescue with their guns and drove the government off their lands. Yeah, well, the government right now has put, locked us in our houses and put masks on our mouth, haven't they? Yes, yes, they have. Unknown, faceless, petty, low IQ bureaucrats have taken away our uh, freedoms. So what's to stop them from going to the next step? Already we're being censored. If we say anything negative about the COVID vaccine, I can guarantee you, you're going to see a uh, pushback immediately. How, you know, it's interesting. I was on Newsmax on, on the vaccine issue. And that's because Newsmax run by uh, a libertarian, Chris Ruddy. And he's also a, originally a journalist. He's one of the few people who's actually trained in, in journalism. He's also a friend of mine. He gives me carte blanche. When have you last seen me on Fox News? 
in about, I don't know, 1994, 95, both... uh, um, it was O'Reilly was on, and he was number one, and Hannity was number two, and whenever I had a new book come out, they would compete to get me on first. Then things changed. O'Reilly, years later, was fired, and he's making a comeback now. Hannity is on the way out and on the way down, and you have not seen me on Fox News because they have censored any independent voice that does not toe the party line. That's why they are falling apart as a network. It doesn't mean they're going to disappear. They're still making a fortune. But other networks are rising, like Newsmax, OAN, and others, because people like you who listen to me want to hear other opinions, right? So where did my, where did my appearance occur today? It wasn't on Fox News. It should have been. My appearance on this questioning of the vaccine and, and its safety and efficacy should be on ABC, CBS, NBC, and all of the alphabet and sub-alphabet alphabet channels, because in a free society, validated questions about a topic as important as this should be raised. But you didn't see me on those outlets, and you won't see me on those outlets. Why? Because the pharmaceutical giants that are putting out this vaccine, or these vaccines to be more specific, are amongst the biggest advertisers on television. Every other ad is for a disease and a drug. And then they're followed with around 30 seconds worth of side effects. It can cause it, your nuts can fall up and on top of that. And if you take them, your brain can fall out. And on top of that, you're going to look and your eyes can roll. You don't hear any of them about this, do you? Savage. Let's welcome in now Dr. Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation radio show and podcast. He's also a multiple times over New York Times bestselling author. His latest book is called Our Fight for America, The War Continues. Dr. Savage, always a pleasure, my friend. John, thank you very much. We'll go into the details of my concerns in a minute, but there's a chapter in my book entitled The Virus Profiteers. We must never forget that when there's this much money at stake, with a vaccine and so many commercial interests, science often takes a back seat. Mm-hmm. So are vaccines safe in general? Yes, they're safe in general. Did I vaccinate my children when they were young? Yes. Does that mean this vaccine is 100% safe for everyone? Absolutely not. Just last week, the United Kingdom warned against giving the Pfizer vaccine to people prone to allergic reactions. And that means even to food, okay? Okay. And it says anyone with a significant history of allergic reaction should not receive the vaccine. That was all of a sudden swept under the rug by the powers that be. Other article, Jerusalem Post, November 17th. Could mRNA COVID-19 vaccines be dangerous in the long term? The answer is there are unknown risks to messenger RNA vaccines, including local and systemic inflammation inflammatory responses that could lead to autoimmune conditions. Never heard about that. Here's another one. Four people given the new COVID vaccine in clinical trials develop Bell's palsy. Should you you'll be worried? Here's another one. Should uh, researchers warn of heightened risk of HIV with certain COVID-19 vaccines? Never heard of that one. No. So I, I don't want to panic the population. This, this disease, this pandemic has an extremely low mortality rate, a very high rate of infection. It spreads very easily. 
Fortunately, most people don't die from it. So I would say the logic would have been to administer this vaccine to the at-risk communities, meaning the communities most at risk of mortality, mm-hmm. not a general population. But this is the same stupid political decision making that we've seen from the beginning of this epidemic. John, let me go into the, sh- the shutdown business. Why did they shut down a whole state when I in February called for selective quarantines of at-risk communities? We knew who they were. You don't hear about selective quarantine, do you? No. Everyone loses their job. Everyone's business gets closed down. The disease, though, has epicenters, clusters rather, the homeless population. Why have we heard nothing about their infection and mortality rate? Immigrant communities, well known to have very, very high infection rates, very high mortality rates. Those are the communities, along with the nursing home residents who should have been given this vaccine first, then take a deep breath, wait three months for the results of side effects, and then roll it out to a bigger population. And that's the thing, right? You mentioned the three months. I mean, that's the thing. This is an amazing accomplishment. They're getting this vaccine out there. But the thing we don't have is the time on the back end. What happens after the fact? And, you know, I know you've been talking about this a lot, Michael. I was surprised to hear how many people in the medical profession that I know who, who are wary of taking this vaccine until they get more information. It's an important conversation that has to be had. So much of the media, as you indicated, is rushing this, so excited about it. Uh, but there are great treatments out there. We know there's a financial interest. You look at the commercials on a lot of the corporate media. Who are they advertising? Pfizer, AstraZeneca and these big pharmaceutical companies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, big it, money, it, John. It's not Whenever a there's big money. There's big worries. And I would say you go first, by the way. Get back to me in three months when you have a large enough sample of the general population who've been jabbed with the stuff. Let's see what happens to the larger population after three months. And by the way, mandatory vaccines over my dead body. Put me in COVID prison. Put me in COVID prison. You're not putting me. You're not putting me online like a Purdue chicken to inject me. I'm not taking that. Well, we've seen, way, we've, we've seen the people push back against the lockdown. I cannot imagine that people wouldn't do the same thing if they start mandating these vaccines. And some legal experts say it's possible. Mike, we have to run, unfortunately. We are out of okay, time. John. Never enough time with you, my friend. We'll have you back, though. Great to see you, Michael Savage. Savage. That was John Bachman of Newsmax TV. He, he did a very fine job. He let me talk. It was a very good interview. Now, here's a new one that I just posted on michaelsavage.com for you to peruse later. UK has just issued an anaphylactic reaction warning about Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. People with significant allergic reactions are being warned not to get Pfizer's new coronavirus vaccine after two people needed treatment after being jabbed on the day it was launched in the UK. They both had an anaphylactoid reaction after they were, and they were among the first in the world to get the shot. So you got to be a little careful here. You know, sometimes a cure can be worse than the disease. I didn't say it is. But in some allergic individuals, it very well may be. Then there's the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine issue uh, of the long-term effects. And what are the roots of the COVID-19 pandemic? Did it really originate from bats or from a live market, as we were told? I found a fascinating article this morning on the origins or roots of the COVID-19 pandemic that was sent to me by a friend. And it was a, it's a very detailed article from an Israeli research center by a very brilliant man. It's the roots of the COVID-19 pandemic by Lieutenant Colonel 
retired, I think, Dr. Danny Shoham from the Bisa Center. That It's an interesting place, the Bisa Center. I don't know who. Oh, interesting. The Begin Sadat Center for Strategic Studies. These are very smart people. And here's their summary. It says, there has been a notable shift in thinking on the genomic origin and direct source of the virus that sparked the COVID-19 pandemic. While the possibility of a natural contagion has not been ruled out, the alternative, the alternative of an unnatural, if primarily accidental contagion, has gathered momentum and with good reason. I had said that from my point of view months ago. I said it was not released on purpose. It was likely uh, released by accident from a biowarfare laboratory. That was my take on it last February, March. And this article goes into much more detail than my generic statement. And, um, okay, so that's that. If you want to read a little more detail on it, it's linked up on michaelsavage.com, so I saved the work for you. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm reading from that, that uh, Begin Sadat Center now on the right panel, after the, the, uh, on the right. Look at this. It says, um, oh, wow, the quadruple threat, North Korea, China, Pakistan, and Iran. Now, that's an interesting one. Uh, let's see. The occupation, how the EU discriminates against Israel. Palestinian settler colonialism. Let me read that to you. <clears throat> we haven't touched on that for a long time. This was written by Dr. Alex Jaffe. He says, the concept of settler colonialism has been applied with almost unique vehemence against Israel. But the fact that Jews are the indigenous population of the Southern Levant can be proved with ease. In contrast, historical and genealogical evidence shows Palestinians descend primarily from three primary groups, Muslim invaders, Arab immigrants, and local converts to Islam. The Muslim conquest of Byzantine Palestine in the 7th century CE is a textbook example of settler colonialism as is subsequent immigration, particularly during the 19th and 20th centuries under the Ottoman and British empires. The application of the concept to Jews and Zionism by Palestinians is both ironic and un unhelpful. That's very nicely put. And go try to tell that to the American left, who views all Israelis as colonial occupiers and all Palestinians as original inhabitants. Apparently, that is not true from any historical or genealogical evidence. Let's move on, 855-400-7282. Let's go to Jane in, I don't know, which caller should I take? Jane in San Jose, line five. Jane, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hi, Michael. Jane. I miss you on the radio, but I'm going to your podcast. Listen, I don't, I resent that comment about Trump being a sore loser. I don't want to be a loser. And there may or may not be enough votes, we don't know yet, that we'll miss, uh, mishandled to overturn it, but that's not the point. So you, you don't like Rove calling you a sore loser? No, because that's exactly, it was that exact complacency from the right that got us into this mess. And I, I resent it. It's about the American people. It's not so you're saying Karl Rove's waving the white flag, calling Trump a sore loser is what got us in trouble to begin with, that attitude. That's right. We, that's okay, wait, let, let's take it one step at a time. So... Given that the Electoral College is already likely to have voted uh, for Biden, what, what are we going to do right now? What's going to go on? What is Trump's goal? Where is he going to go with this? Well, here's, 
here's my, I mean, I, I think it's a horrible mess, Michael. But, you know, you're the one who said we have a coming civil war anyway. So if, what if we... Well, no, I said stop the coming civil war. Yeah. Don't blame me for starting the civil war. I, no, I no. do not want a civil war because I know what it did to this country. And I know what it did to Syria. And I know what civil wars do to a nation. Nobody wins. It's a terrible thing to even think about a civil war. We can't permit it. On the other hand, how are we to let the radical left take over this country on such a fraudulent election? That is the whole question right there, isn't it? Right. And if we were... They're not, even, they're not even saying, although we hear you, we understand there may have been some irregularities. We know this is not a mandate for us. We're not going to force a left-wing agenda. They're taking the opposite approach, which is drop dead. It's a mandate for us. We'll jam all of our left-wing shopping list down your throat as fast as we want because we have a mandate. They are the ones provoking a reaction. They are the ones provoking a civil war in this country. Not those of us who are saying not so fast. Thank you for the call. I'll be right back. Savage. We are talking about the possible dangers of the COVID vaccine. Would you take it? Uh, the Electoral College voting today, will you accept the results? Chris Christie uh, has said that Trump is a sore loser. No, it was uh, Carl Rove who said Trump is a sore loser. Chris Christie said Trump's legal theory is an absurdity. We're talking about that. And uh, as I said to you earlier, this will likely be my last or one of my last radio shows until December 31, when I leave radio permanently, uh, under these terms, let's say, meaning you know, this show, this time, these stations. Um, unless there's some breaking news, I probably won't be back until December 31. And I'm, I'm here to say thank you for listening all these years. And please follow me on michaelsavage.com so you can see where I mean. Look, I'll be on Newsmax maybe here and there, or I'll be on another channel here and there. There are other TV people who want me. I don't know if I want to do it or... Uh, whatever you're going to see, things are going to change, and um, one door one door closes and three doors open. That's what I found in my life. Until you while you're still breathing, one door closes and three doors open, and you just got to know how to turn the handle on those doors. It's that simple. And then you got to decide whether you want to uh, go through those doors. That's another thing. Some people don't want to go in those doors. They'd rather stay home and watch television <laughs> or exercise or watch Netflix. Here's a new story. Governor Cuomo just denied ex aide sexual harassment allegations. He said, it's just not true. Oh, I wouldn't want to be her. Oh, I wouldn't want to be Lindsey Boylan. Mm-mm, not with this guy. Cuomo pressed during an Albany press briefing today on the allegations tweeted Sunday by Lindsey Boylan. Look, he said, I fought for and believe a woman has the right to come forward and express her opinion. Yeah, except when it refers to me. And express issues and concerns that she has. Cuomo continued, but it's just not true. Now, you would think that with an allegation like this, uh, and by the way, we don't know if they're true or false. This could be another fake job. As you know, I've been pretty consistent on this issue of the Me Too movement. How many of these women coming forward were telling the truth? How many were doing it because they wanted to advantage themselves? Uh, we found out that both were true. Weinstein was a pig. That's pretty clear. Some people whose lives have been ruined didn't do anything. And so it's a very tricky situation to say she's right, he's wrong, because I don't like his politics. But on the other hand, I don't think this man is uh, capable of being an attorney general to begin with. That's just one man's opinion. He's the powerful guy. I'm just a West Coast talk show host heard here and there, you know. 
He's the big domo. He's the big guy. He's deeply tied into the uh, Democrat establishment. For Biden to pick him to be attorney general would be the worst mistake Biden's ever made in his life. Much worse than lying about Hunter Biden would be letting Andrew Cuomo take over the Department of uh, Justice. It would be a nightmare for this country. John in the Bay Area, go ahead. You may be the last caller of this career. Go ahead. What's on your mind, John? Hey, Dr. Savage, I was just uh, wanted to comment on your um, announcement, uh, your change of stance uh, with assault rifles and high-cap magazines. It was something I never really understood your, your reasoning for opposing them for ownership before, but I just wanted to say thanks for your candor. Uh, you're the one guy in, in the media that eats his spaghetti with big enough meatballs to be honest with his audience. <laughs> well, listen, I'll change my position on things if it's valid. If there, meaning if there are valid reasons to change my position, it's very easy to go along with the mob and say, yes, we all love every gun that we have. We should all have 50 cals. We should have machine guns. We should have bayonets. At the time of the mass shootings, I thought having assault rifles so readily available was a bad idea. I also spoke to police who said that a home defense weapon is one thing, but a semi-automatic assault rifle that shoots these two two threes is another because the bullets can go through a wall and kill innocent people in, in the same house. That's what cops told me. You know, they all advised either a handgun or mainly a shotgun for home defense. But when I see what the left has done, running rampant over our freedoms, running rampant over private property, running rampant over this nation with almost no pushback from these uh, so-called liberal mayors, I say we all need two assault rifles and many, many clips and as much ammunition as we can get our hands on. So things have changed rapidly, and it's a good thing that nobody touched the Second Amendment to begin with. So if you think, by the way, do you think that the, uh, Biden's going to sit by idly on the gun issue? I don't. I think the fanatical women behind them are going to go after our guns faster than they're coming after us with these injections. Thank you for listening to the Savage Nation so intently. There's only about 40 seconds left. For those of you who just tuned in, if you want some good detailed information on the vaccine stuff, you can get it on, uh, on, the, on the podcast later on. It's also on the Newsmax TV show today, which is on michaelsavage.com <laughs> and, uh, and stuff like that. And again, if you want to follow where I will be, when I will be appearing here and there or when the podcast will be, how to get them, it's easy. michaelsavage.com. Many of you go there anyway, and I'll make sure to keep it up to date and fresh for you in the interim thank you for listening and i hope to see you either on december 31st new year's eve on this show at the same time or before that should there be breaking news thank you for listening and god bless america the westwood one podcast network